This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. What is going on, my fellow Schwoglords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy, episode 85 of Cancel Sweezy. Welcome to the show today. Cancel Sweezy, for those of you who don't know, is the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Um, what is going on, folks? Sorry for no episode last week. I was too busy fucking your mom. Uh, <laughs> uh in reality, no, I had uh, like basically three gigs. Uh, Last week, and finally, a lot of music. Like, that's, that's a lot of time, but uh, realizing this was like a one-man operation. Usually, I would have been better prepared, and I was not, and I and I apologize. Uh, I'm really sorry. Congratulations, you played yourself. Uh, but we're back at the end of this week. Hopefully, we don't have any more hurdles. It was kind of basically like three gigs and just a couple days and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I had to prepare for, it and uh, I think mostly it's not the the gigs part. It was me not preparing. Uh, very well, though, uh, yeah, I didn't really have a full episode made, but anyways, though, we have a full episode today of the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast, or, yeah, most of you call it just Cancel Sweezy. I'm Sweezy. uh, for those of you who don't know, that's my name, uh, it's like, the, that's why it's called Cancel Sweezy. it's like, there's cancel, but who are we canceling? Sweezy. that's the joke. We haven't been canceled yet, apparently, um, turns out you actually have to do really bad shit to do that, and I... Don't do a lot of things. I just say a lot of stupid shit. Uh, but anyways, though, welcome to the show today. Cancel Sweezy, um, the only podcast uh, wasting away again in uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margarita. But welcome to the show today, folks. That stupid song has been stuck in my head. Uh, fucking, uh, to quote the great Mark Maron, uh, Jimmy Buffett, like, what is it? Jimmy Buffett is shit. I can't remember the full quote. I had the quote in my head. Uh, Jimmy Buffett is shit music. Uh, or something like that. Uh, anyways, though, it, it is weird. Like, you're like, I identify as a parahead. But, like, the actual Margaritaville in Nashville is, like, the one I take friends to. Because it's, like, the chillest of all of them. And I don't necessarily have to hear fucking butt rock country. Uh, butt country. Why don't we start calling it that? Has anyone else, have we not thought about, instead of calling it bro country, just calling it butt country, you know? I don't, why have we not... Why has no one thought of calling it that yet? Ah, uh, but, you know, this podcast, we're just wasting away again in Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. 
came first, the the Margaritaville or the song Margaritaville? So is the restaurant based off of the song or vice versa? I also think it's funny every time I've gone to Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, I've never gotten a margarita. I've always gotten like a Bud Light. Uh, that's that's true. Um, anyways, though, well, welcome to the show today, folks. I think this is literally going to be our best episode I think we've ever uh, made of Cancel Sweezy. Um, make sure you go check out my music. It's like it's under Sweezy. Take out the cancel part, and then you just find the Sweezy. And uh, yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you uh, that's how you figure that shit out. It's not that hard. Uh, go check it out Apple Music, Spotify, Title, Deezer, Deez Nuts. <laughs> Got him. Uh, Anyways, though, um, yeah, go check me out there. Uh, those are going to be great places to go check that out. Just come my music and check out my socials at the Shweezy. It's like Shweezy, but you put the in front of it. It's typically everywhere. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you know, those are the places. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Boo, boo. And that's on Facebook, TikTok, and... Instagram, dun, dun, dun. I also, I also stream on Twitch on Thursdays, uh, playing a lot of Fall Guys, which is, the game is a lot of fun. Um, not sure what I'm gonna play this Thursday, uh, but I'll figure, I'll, I'll figure it out. Uh, some people say that there's a woman to blame, and it's true, cause it's your mom. Um, you know, go check me out, twitch.tv slash theshweezy, uh, every Thursday, and sometimes other days, uh, like the adult diapers, it depends. Um, you can uh, obviously follow me over on uh, Twitch for free. Just You just follow any creator you want to, and you get to see whenever they decide to go ahead and uh, stream and shit like that. But there's also uh, being able to, to subscribe to a creator over on Twitch. Uh, it's typically a financial way to support someone with uh, subs or subscribes, whatever you want to call it. Uh, if you do have an Amazon Prime account, you can always connect it to your Twitch account. You get a Twitch Prime account. And with your Twitch Prime, you do get one free sub a month. And uh, if you're already just getting Amazon Prime, it is a perfect way to support me, uh, your daddy, for free without spending any extra money Then you're already spending uh, each month. So, yeah, don't be stingy. It's a, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Soundboard's in like a whole different, a whole different world. A whole different sound... Soundboard. Ah, anyways, though, uh, our Patreon page is also a great way to financially support us. Uh, to say thank you for being a friend. Travel down this road back again. If your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant. So thank you so much for that. Uh, make sure there's all the other shit you can do as well. Make sure you, uh, if you're watching the show on YouTube, or even if you're listening, go check out our YouTube page and make sure you go subscribe over there. Like I always say, we're trying to infiltrate algorithms uh, here over at Cancel Sweezy. Go check that out. Make sure you like our episodes. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button, uh, the bell button, so you get notified when I upload new episodes, new highlights, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, yeah, and uh, it's a great way we share highlights. So if you ever there's ever a part of the show that you like, instead of having to tell your friends, go to this point in the episode and start there, and it'll end eventually. It'll end at some point. You can just share in that clip, and it's like, fine. That's a great way to help us infiltrate more algorithms as well. Uh, obviously, if you're the audio-only listeners, go ahead and make sure that you're leaving us a review and giving us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1-star rating. So, just like that, don't be stingy. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. And uh, let's uh, continue. Let's continue the show. I, I like that. I like that. 
Um, anyways, though, uh, I got some beer here. Let's drink some here. Here's to feeling good all the time, as we like to say, or another thing we can also say. Folks, I've been on a bender for a couple days. Um, you're experiencing part of it. Uh, just being honest with you. Anyways, though, let's get into previous week right now. Previous week right now. Um, I don't really feel like going into in-depth over what previous week right now is. Uh, you should figure the fuck out what we're doing here. Previous week right now is uh, we're going over uh, the news of the previous week. And we will be going over it right now. Uh, easiest way. That's the easiest way to say it. So, um, let's just jump right into it. Uh, this is from the Washington Post. Uh, I'm like just breathing straight into the mic. A chess playing robot breaks finger of seven-year-old boy during match. That's rough, buddy. Uh, a chess playing robot broke the finger of a seven-year-old boy who was competing against it during a recent tournament in Moscow. According to officials from the Moscow Chess Federation, the child continued his participation in the event after his finger was placed in a plaster cast. <coughs> Both officials, in comments to a pair of state news agencies translated from Russian, appeared to place at least some of the blame for the incident on the boy. Or did you, I'm going to try to do this in Russian. The child made a move, and after that, we need to give time for the robot to answer. But the boy hurried, the robot grabbed him. Uh, that sounded very Ugandan. In the beginning... <laughs> That's a funny video. Good meme. Uh, Sergei Lazarev, president of the Moscow Chess Federation, told TASS, or TASS, TASS, uh, We have nothing to do with the robot. Uh, the robot broke the child's fingers. This, of course, is bad. Lazarev added, the, the robot was rented by us. It has been exhibited, exhibited in many places for a long time in, with specialists. It happened a coincidence. It is necessary, apparently, to warn the children additionally. Uh, Federation Vice President Sergei Smagin uh, told RIA Novosti, uh, It is extremely strange that this happened. But it happened. It happens. Baza, a Russian online news outlet, reported that the robot grabbed the boy's index finger and squeezed it hard. Uh, tournament staffers rushed over to help extradite him from the robot's grift. At the time, the robot was playing a chess match against three children at once. Baza described the victim as one of the 30 strongest chess players in Moscow, under nine years old. Uh, the child's parents want to contact the prosecutor's office, said Lazarev, who asserted his organization would try to assist the family. The robot was familiar to chest officials. Having been in use, according to Spagan, for approximately 15 years, he added that to his recollection it was the first time anything like that had happened. Spagan said there was no talk on banning the robot, uh, but he and Lazarev Lazarev uh, suggested its operators look into updated safety measures. It was necessary to analyze why this happened. Uh, Smagon said, the robot had very talented inventor. It may be necessary to install an additional protection system. Uh, okay, so... And the, you know, you're like, this came out of... And you're like, robot broke chess, the chess player's finger. And you're like... Ha ha, that's funny, like the robot really wanted to win. And then you also hear from Russia, and, and for some reason in my mind, I'm like, Russia just has no regulations at all. They probably do, and I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't looked into it. You just hear, you, like in America, you're, you're just taught so much of like the Soviet Union, just because like, it was like my grandpa fought in World War II, and then like your parents growing up, 
Uh, if they were educated, they know a lot of things of Soviets. Now, fucking uh, R words, Republicans, are like, oh, I trust Russia, I trust Putin. Putin's a good guy because Donald Trump likes him and he's racist like me and I get along with him. Like, you know. Uh, and then you're like, yeah, you know, you're. You know, we're in like a Cold War with them forever because we're both we're both scared of dropping dropping nukes on each other, and we're currently kind of worried Russia's gonna be dropping nukes nukes on someone. Um, anyways, though, but doesn't it sound? You're like you're like uh, was it a chess playing robot broke a seven year old boy's finger, uh, and you're like, that's terrible. And then you're like, it was in Russia. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, if this was going to happen anywhere, it was going to be in Russia. Let's let's be honest. Like, I, I just feel like Russia is like a no man's land. It's just like, there's no laws here. Like, I imagine they have laws in Russia. But I don't know why in my mind. I'm like, I bet Russia doesn't have any laws. It's just like some people have more power than you. Uh, and as long as you don't piss them off, uh, anything, anything can go. Uh, I don't know why, I don't know what my mind just goes. Be like, Russia has no laws. You, you can do anything in Russia. As long as you don't piss off the right people. You know? Uh. Uh, it's just a thought there. Uh, anyways, yeah, I don't think I have any much thoughts on this. I'm like, it's like a seven year. It's a seven year old too. So it's like you're, like you mess with a thing, an accident's gonna happen. But I just, I don't know. I don't know. Can't robot? Aren't the robot chess things like automatic and how fast they move too? There's a lot of questions I have here, and I don't seem like Russia is going to answer. And I like how it's half Russian, half Ugandan. Like, I like how that's my accent uh, for for Russia for some reason. I don't know. Okay, let's, let's move on. Straight from Fox 5 New York's our friends over there, meaning I have no affiliation with them. Uh, Simone Biles offered coloring book mistaken for child on flight. A flight attendant apparently mistook seven-time Olympic medalist Simone Biles for a child and offered her a coloring book on a recent flight. The 25-year-old gymnast took to her Instagram story last week to share the embarrassing encounter. Not the flight attendant trying to give me a coloring book when I board. I said, no, I'm good. I'm 25, wrote Biles in the caption, which was shared on Twitter. Uh, Biles, who stands at four foot eight inches, made a face in disbelief the ill illustrious athlete was possibly on a departure flight from her visit to the White House Thursday, where she received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Today, she adds to her medal count, said President Joe Biden as he introduced Biles. The former foster child won 32 Olympic and World Championship medals, making her the most decorated U.S. gymnast in history. I don't know how you're going to find room for another medal, but Biden joked. Uh, the 25-year-old is an advocate for athletes, mental health, foster care children, and sexual assault victims. She also the youngest person to ever receive the medal, said Biden. Uh, after the coloring book incident, another flight attendant offered Biles an alcoholic drink. The other flight attendant gave me a mosa, so we're in the clear, she wrote. I'm like, that's good. So, like, you know, this, this is funny. This is just a funny misunderstanding. Like, I don't know. See, here's the thing. When... If someone mistakes you for a child, uh, you, know, you just, you know, you, you should feel flattered about that. That's the thing. You, you just feel flattered about it. I think before I really grew a beard, which, I don't know, some people were like, that's not a beard. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm working on it. Um, yeah, I used to, I, you know, I get car all the time. Now, now I'm like, I'll go buy alcohol. And if it's not a place like, you know, like Walmart, you know, like the big, you know, the big stores, uh, like, I never get carded anymore, which is really surprising. And I'm also kind of worried because I was like, I feel like I still look good for my age. Like, you know, I'm just kind of fat. And that's the worst thing about it. Like, I think I still look pretty good for my age, but uh, I'm not getting carded places anymore. 
Uh, you know, if I do, it's just kind of like routine, just kind of for everyone, like to get carded. It's not like a big deal uh, in that sense of the word that like I'm just getting carded. It's just no big, not a big deal. Um, I like how one flight attendant asked for a coloring book. The other one, uh, so, so, and so, you know, I like Simone Biles. I think she's great at what she does. And honestly, I'm kind of jealous that she's so young and uh, so successful at what she does. That's just like the jealousy in me. Um, so we move on here. Um, I know, I know you can just like throw your kids on a plane that can fly across country and they're like, most kids are like, they're just, there's like, the, there's like that age of kids, you know, and like, they will like just be chill on a plane, just give them like an iPad or something. I'll be chill for like, for the rest of my life. Uh, and then there's like some kids who are just assholes. Um, anyways though, so I always want to know the situation cause don't like, isn't there like a whole thing you have to do when you you let a child on an airplane alone? Isn't that like a rule? Is there a rule there? And also four eight, that looks like a thirteen year old. Do and I don't like that's like a thirteen year old could be four eight. Clearly, a grown woman can also be four eight. That's not like a surprise either. Like, isn't isn't you know? Aren't you? Um. That and then like just like I can show you my ID and like legal and then look is that ID real or fake? I don't know. But anyways though, um good deal. And also I know some adults who would try who would take a coloring book if they had nothing to do on a flight. And I do and this is off topic though, but I always get annoyed with people who get annoyed with like babies and shit on a flight. You know, like the babies, like, you know, when they're like toddlers, like, the parents would be like, Don't fucking mess with anyone or I will scare you to death, or something like that, you know, like, the, don't kick someone, the fact of someone's fucking seat, don't annoy them, you know, stuff like that, but, like, babies, they don't know, like, their ears are popping, they don't know what the fuck is going on, the grind, you're like, oh, god, this baby's making noise, I'm like, bring fucking headphones on a flight, you know, bring headphones on a flight, because that blocks out every other fucking thing on the plane, and, you know, uh, because babies are gonna be their way, uh, you have a little bit more control over toddlers, but, uh, ba babies you can't do anything about, um, alright, that's gone way off topic, uh, anyways, though, she could've got a coloring book and a mimosa, let's just think about that here, Simone Kyles, Simone, Simone Kyles, Simone Biles could've had both, and, uh, imagine getting offered a coloring book and a mimosa on the same flight, that'd actually be kinda cool, that would be kinda cool, let's, uh, do that, let's drink to that, let's drink to Simone Biles, Here's feeling. Oh, I don't think I can say the Seinfeld one. I think I have to do this one now. <sighs> okay. This is from the Sports Grail. Star Wars Dink TikTok drama and controversy explained after it goes viral on Reddit. Okay. I've I've seen this. Oh, let's let's go into the article. Let's just jump right into it. With the following of approximately 200k on the platform, the page mainly focused around news and stuff related to Star Wars. You can say it's a page fully dedicated to all the fans of Star Wars franchise who want to know more about them and who wanted to discuss their thoughts. However, the backlash has gone too far that the page has now taken down. What's the Star Wars Dinks drama? On Friday, July 15th, the follower of the page came across a post. It was a post which a page owner had made previously. In 2018, this post talked about the Disney introducing queer characters. 
Responding to the same, uh, Star Wars Dinks remarks that Disney has a homosexual agenda while the page owner gives his point of view about the company. The post quickly grabbed the attention of other TikTok users. Many of them are accusing the page owner of being homophobic and racist. The post reached an extent where the comment sections are totally filled with negative remarks and sayings. Now it looks like Star Wars Dinks has taken down his account, his own account. Though a video was released by Star Wars Dinks before taking down his account, and the video the owner spoke about the people making videos and accusing him of being racist and homophobic. The page owner claimed people are throwing words loosely at any, anybody they disagree with. He further added that he didn't have any problem with anyone and that he loved even the people who didn't agree with him. He went on to say, The problem is some people tend to feel better by looking for a villain, even though there are none to be found that create them to feel good about themselves. In the same video, he addressed the video of 2018, which had caused the backlash. Star Wars Dinks acknowledged that in that post, he was unhappy about how Disney was using homophobic agenda for viewership. He also said that to me, it seemed like they didn't really care about the people and were using the agenda to get more money, and that disgusted me. He further clarified that his words are being misjudged as he loves everyone, and only thing he is interested in doing is to create the content related to Star Wars. So this is very weird. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Star Wars Dinks, it's like, it's a puppet, and basically he would answer questions on TikTok, kind of like on Star Wars-related topics, so like that, kind of like deep lore knowledge and stuff like that. Uh, those are, I don't know how to show an example of the Star Wars puppet. I always just called him the Star Wars puppet guy. Uh, I didn't know, I didn't know the even username. I didn't even, didn't even follow him. Uh, I just, he would just show up on my For You page. Uh, because, uh, that's the kind of guy I am. Um, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. It's not it. I feel like a woman, a real woman. <laughs> I'm just pressing that. I thought, do I not have this type of guy you getting? Because I don't have, I don't have that budget. Sorry, Joe. Uh, Joe Mama. Um. Okay, uh. Anyways, though, so yeah, um, wasn't most Star Wars fans pretty mad 2018, 2019 that they're like, they're trying to put women in Star Wars, they're trying to, they're trying to make it PC and shit like that, and you know, see, see, I'm somewhere in the middle there, because I'm definitely for having like gay characters in movies, like uh, recently, if you've seen the recent movie like Lightyear, uh, there was a gay character and it was just like, yeah. She has a wife. <laughs> it's no big deal. People are like offended by that shit. I'm like, no, but they're not fucking scissoring on the movie. It's a kids movie. They're just together. Like they're just like parents. I'm like, fuck. Calm your calm. Calm the fuck down about that. Is that what you're mad about? Just like two women just being there. And we're like, we're a couple. All right. It's not a big deal. It's like it's, it's one thing like that. But but I get the idea. I hate I hate the really forced agenda because you know. People just realizing gay and people aren't just like straight people like in straight gay people in straight relationships and shit like that anymore. Like how it used to be when you hear about here like forty eight year olds like I think I'm gay. And it's like why were you there for so long? Because that's what people fucking did. Um, so I mean I don't know. It's, it's just normal. Like you, gay marriage is legal now. People get married. They adopt kids. It's it's what happens. You know they they find one guy friend to jizz in a cup for them. Maybe I always had this weird idea of a porno idea where it was like. Uh, just had like a friends who were just like together and lesbian like we want to have a baby but we need you to be the sperm donor I'm like okay and and they're like but 
I don't know if we could just, you know, jizz in a cup or something like that. I think you actually have to uh, finish the job inside her or something like that. That's the only way it's going to work. And so it was, it's like we all have a threesome. That's just like a dumb fucking idea I have in my head. And I don't have any, like, actual fr- friends. Like, I would, like, think about doing that with. I don't know. Either, I think most of my uh, lesbo friends. Is lesbo bad now? Can we not say that anymore? Um, friends, they would not be... Uh, I don't think they'd be asking me to fucking rail one of them. I'd rail them as if I have the cardio strength. Uh, uh, anyways, though, no, it, it, it gets, it's weird. For, yeah, so stop, going off topic there, uh, you know, I think, like, Lightyear did it well. I think a lot of cartoons are just like, yeah, they're together. And you're like, you know, my friend Tommy has two dads. You know, like, stuff like that. Uh, I don't think that shit's bad, you know. If you, if you can make it work naturally, it works. Uh, I think the problem is that Disney, Disney movies, like, they do kind of try to force it a little bit, you know. The Star Wars one, I think Star Wars didn't really do anything like that. They did, like, one, like, two women kissing for celebration. Like, that was it. I'm like, okay, uh, calm, calm the fuck down. Like, and, and it's weird, a lot of straight people in the ones are, like, against this. They're like, I'm going to watch two women fucking have sex together today to jerk off to. Um... So yeah, you know, Disney does ha- was kind of pushing it too much there, like you know, in Endgame where like all the women got together, it was like, uh, "We're gonna save you, Peter." Luckily, we're all at the same place at the same time on this battlefield. Um, you know that shit. You know, like, you know, it's like obviously I didn't hate that scene, but you're like very that was very forced. Uh, like women, the girl power. Uh, I mean, you know, stuff like that. You know, things come naturally, come natural. Uh, I think you know Thor: Love and Thunder. Like yeah, back Valkyrie had a had a lady, and, uh, she died, so, uh, anyways, though, you know, uh, it's stuff like that, so I, I get where he's coming from, the problem is, though, you have to, you know, like, I kind of just did, and you kind of gotta go easy on it, you know, it's like, I don't mind couples in a bone, it's kind of just, like, forced on you, like, I get that, like, I just think, you know, we have plenty, Disney can hire some of the best writers to have ever existed in humanity right now, um, uh, they could make, you know, they're gonna, they want to put a same-sex couple in, they should be able to write it well. They should be able to write in a good, you know, something natural. Like, you know, like they didn't, I, like I said in Lightyear. I thought that, that was written really well, and it wasn't like, and it's not like Lightyear isn't, the whole movie isn't about like, yeah, his best friend was gay. No, that wasn't the point of the movie. Like, you know, it's just that, yeah, more than likely... A lot of you're gonna have friends who like the same the same sex as you, and it's not a big deal. It it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because. And I always I always go with theory though. It's like I think like some people are kind of a little. They're not necessarily homophobic, but they're scared of gay people because they think uh, that that means they have to have sex with them. Like that doesn't mean it. No, consent still exists, men. It's probably you probably don't understand consent very much well either, and that's a worrisome uh, thing to me as well. Our last article of the evening, I don't know how to describe this website. It's news.com.au. I think it's like an Australian website or whatever, but let's let's go into it. Uh, NASA scientist explains why astronauts should not masturbate in zero gravity. Astronauts have been warned against masturbating in space over fears female astronauts could get impregnated by stray fluids. There are strict guidelines over alone time on board and zero-gravity scientists have warned even the slightest rogue droplet could abuse chaos on board. What? Uh, 
late night TV host Conan O'Brien waded into the uncomfortable topic while interviewing NASA engineer, asking him if he had ever sent porn to the International Space Station. No, none of that, the scientist Smythe said. Does porn work in zero gravity? It goes everywhere, Conan probed. Three female astronauts can be impregnated by the same man on the same session. It finds its way. Uh, the scientists continue, sex and masturbation in space is a logistical nightmare with problems ranging from floating fluids to shrinking manhoods, according to U.S. astronomer Dr. John Millis. Uh, he compared sex in space to having intercourse while skydiving, but added that it was not impossible. Presumably cosmonauts that had this in mind. When Kremlin spurned, scientists came knocking. Russian scientist Dr. Irina Ognevas asked male cosmonauts to provide sperm samples back in 2019. There are no cosmonauts who want to, she revealed uh, to that guy. That's rough, buddy. Anyways, though, let's, let's, let's just let's take a deep breath here. Let's, let's take a deep breath here before we move on. Um... So, so just just thinking how science works and whatever, and how fucking it, it takes one swimmer. Let's let's take a remember why we can't trust the pullout method, boys, fellas, penis havers, all being we can't trust we can't trust the pullout method because it takes one swimmer to get to an egg. It only it only takes one. Uh, like everybody get kind of like everybody gets one. Uh, Spider Man would Spider Man once said. Um, so, yeah, so, let's think about that, and you're just, and you know, you think about it, though, you're just, like, fucking, and then you release, and it just floats on there, doesn't land on your belly in shame, like the, you know, you jerk off, and then you're, lands on your belly, uh, you're not a monster like this fucking guy. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Uh, and you just fucking jizz on the floor, Jesus Christ. You don't jizz on the fucking floor, fucking barbarian. You have a mother, you're like, you probably have a mother. I mean, she may not be. She may not have been around, but she gave birth to you. And no one, no one, no one should have to deal with. No one. You shouldn't be like it's my place. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Don't jizz on the floor. It's disgusting. At least jizz on your stomach like a real man, where it's sad. You, you think jizz? The only appropriate time I feel like when to jizz when it's not in your stomach during masturbation. Let's talk about the solo, the solo act, fellas. Um is, like, if you're on the toilet and you can just shoot it straight into the toilet. That's a... That is a very convenient way to jizz, I'm telling you, ba boys. Uh, just you know, jerk off, and then you gotta go, and then right in the toilet. And then you're like, ah, I'm clean, just maybe need to piss a little bit to get the blocker to go away. You know what I'm talking about. Stuff like that. Space, you know, you think you're just, you're just jizz flying everywhere. You know, you think you get all of it. One stray swimmer somehow... Somehow, for for God, God knows how, it just makes it into a, a vagina haver astronauts, cooch. Well, that is, that is a fuck. That kid, imagine that kid not growing up for greatness. Like imagine, you you bust a nut in zero gravity, and you think you clean everything up. But one swimmer gets away, makes its way to a woman. Somehow makes it through her spacesuit. Ender of a JJ. Don't most people have a hard time getting pregnant? That's crazy. I mean, that, I mean that's the reason why. Anyways, though, I've been talking about fucking that for too much. And, uh... That's rough, buddy. Thinking about that too much. Anyways, though, um, let's just drink one more time. What'd you say? 
Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy, only for it to turn out to be a mirror and you are in fact the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor privacy comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, so it's time for another segment I like to call Deep Thoughts. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. Where we go over thoughts I've had throughout my life, and uh, we kind of go over them and see how deep they are. Let's just, you know, think through, just not, maybe not even really think at all. That's a, that's a, that's a good idea. I don't know when you're thinking at all. Sometimes we're just talking out of our asses. So let's get into it uh, to see this segment. Uh, so I recently, uh, you know, I drove by a high school car wash fundraiser. Now, if you've grown up in the nineties and two thousands, like I have, you hear the, the idea of like cheerleader car wash and something like that. And you're supposed to get excited. Uh, the thing is though, I'm almost 29 and I, and seeing a bunch of 15-year-old girls uh, wash my car um, is just kind of creepy to me. Let's just be honest, it'd be creepy. And, and I also want to say here, like, uh, just before I go into any other, uh, go into any, you know, go into anything weird, I want to say, though, like, these girls weren't, like, trying to attract pedophiles. They are wearing, like, fucking... Uh, tank tops, you know, like, got, like, tank tops guys wear, like, where it's, like, kind of ripped on the sleeves and stuff like that, like, they, they weren't dressed in a, you know, in, 
and also, you know, it's like, this is, this is going to be weird to say, like, they weren't dressed like they were asking for it, you know, they, they were dressed, uh, like they're going to be washing cars for an entire day, uh, which in reality, uh, the way they were doing it would have not turned me on unless I was a creepy dude. What? Um, so, so that's the thing. So, and like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to blame this girl. They're just raising money for their fucking school club or whatever. But you know, the deep thought. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking that I was having uh, was that fact that should 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 that be a fundraiser for children, teenagers specifically? Should that be a fundraiser for them? Because. Because I, you know, just, you know, I'm, you know, I'm old now, so old, you know, I was always the young guy in a group of older people and, and they're all in their 30s now and I'm like, I'm still not 30 yet. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm not. Um, and so my mind, it was so, it was supposed to be hot. Like, you know, when you're a kid, you grow up like, oh, cheerleader car wash, that's going to be hot. But now I'm an adult and it's like, you know, if it was like, there's a local college here uh, where I'm staying, I'm with, staying with my mom right now. There's a local college here, and it's like a sorority or their cheerleaders did a car wash. I'd be like, you know what? The age difference is weird, uh, but you know what? They need someone to support them. And, and the worst part of it all was uh, I was coming back from a gig, and, uh, and my car was actually pretty dirty because I was driving down gravel roads. And I was like, I could actually use a car wash right now. And that was that was the that was the saddest part of all of it. And I didn't get a car wash from them. No, I go to like I go to the machine ones. Those I have to imagine those do better. I have to imagine like in general for like money. And it's weird because if I would have went to them to get the car wash, I would have been like put on a list or something like that. And then they'd be like, uh, and then they watch my internet porn for a whole month. I'm like, this guy is really into milfs. I do watch a lot of MILF porn. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. And it's getting weird because I'm like the same age as them. So it's now like, I'm just like, we're getting to a point where I'm getting to a point in my life where it's like the porn I watch is just people my age. And it's weird. And it's weird. Um, uh, the, the weirdest genre of porn has to be, uh, it, it's called like Daughter Swap. I, I don't know what company do, produces it, but it's called Daughter Swap. And so... Uh, there's a lot of different storylines that go into Daughter Swap, but the main story is that, uh, there are two dads, and both those dads have a daughter, and so, uh, story plot happens, and then, uh, they decide to both fuck their friend's daughters, uh, and you think, like, oh, maybe they're gonna go to separate rooms, you know, nope, they're gonna do it in the same room, so... It's just weird because, and I don't think they ever really established if their steps, if it was like a stepdaughter or not. But at the same time, it's just like, what? <laughs> it's you, you know, like your daughter is getting fucked by your friend while you're fucking his daughter in front of him too. Just, just a lot of problems, and it's just like I don't know if I, I don't have kids, but if I had a daughter, and I have a friend who has a daughter. We're not going to fuck each other's daughters in the same room together. That's just, I'm not that good of friends with any, maybe I'm not that, maybe I'm a terrible friend to all my friends. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe I'm just a terrible friend. I don't know. Daughter swaps always felt weird. 
And I, I guess we continue here. Um, high school car wash fundraisers need to end. Like, I know, I know it was just like, hey, we're kids. We're fundraising. I can't remember what they were fundraising for. I think they were cheerleaders. They're fundraising. And, and they weren't asking for it. With no woman, it doesn't matter what a woman's wearing. When a woman wears something, when, if a man says, oh, she was asking for it with what she was wearing. No, she was asking for attention. That's what she was asking for. She wasn't asking to be raped. She was asking for attention. That's, that's what was going on. Um, but um, let's end high school car washes. Sorority girls, let's go full throttle. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Feel like a woman, a real woman. Let's go full throttle. There we go. We got it on the third try. Um, I feel like sorority girls, like college cheerleaders, Let's save the car washes for women. Women in college. I think that's the that's the that's the prime for it. Let's just not be pedophiles, people. It's just being a pedophile is weird and it's not cool and stuff like that. I was like, it was just it was just weird to me, you know. Just like if I also had a daughter, you know, not doing mine is the whole daughter swap situation. Being like, yeah, I'm gonna let her give a car wash to fucking weird men. That was just fucking weird. Um, anyways, though, that was a fun morning. That was a fun, fun morning indeed. Okay. Um, so I started watching... I haven't even finished this yet. I've just been watching in my free time. Uh, Rock of Love uh, with Brett Michaels. Um, and uh, it's a very interesting show. I remember... I watched Flavor of Love a lot more... And I mean, that has its own set of trash, but I just discovered Rock of Love with Brett Michaels over on uh, Hulu. It's on Hulu right now, and I got Hulu with no ads because things are going good for me. <laughs> um, and uh, so with Rock of Love, um, it was with Brett Michaels, and you know, just the idea, to me, it's like, I'm going to find the love of my life on a reality show. No good. I I I I think Brett Michaels went for this. He's like, look, buddy, you're you're gonna get your dick wet. Uh, we know the type of women you like. Uh, we're gonna send them your way. We're gonna have them fight over you. You're gonna get paid. We're gonna get paid. It's gonna be a good deal. But you're probably not gonna find the love of your life, though. That's what we're pitching to society. Uh, and so. That. And this was like uh, 2007, I think, 2006, 2007 when the show came out. So this was kind of like at the time uh, where we didn't really understand that reality TV isn't real. It, it is pretty fucking fake. And uh, uh, now we know. But like now we know it's fake. But it's like we watch it anyways. Because the idea of like what I believe, I believe the, the genre of reality television, what it is, it's people with no talent wanting to be famous. That is what reality television is, and that is why you should watch it. You shouldn't watch it for any other reason with knowing it's just people desperate to be famous without talent, and they will do the craziest fucking shit to be famous. It's, it's, in, it's fucking insane. Um, anyways, though, um, let me read the Wikipedia uh, article, I mean the Wikipedia intro kind of thing, over what uh, Rock of Love with Brett Michaels? 
Uh, Rock of Love with Brett Michaels is an American reality television dating game show. It stars Brett Michaels, the lead singer from the band Poison. The show closely resembles the show Flavor of Love. The first season featured 25 women competing to be Michaels' girlfriend. Each week, the women face challenges, the winner of which gets to go on a date with Michaels. Some of the challenges were based on situations that they might encounter if chosen to be Michaels' girlfriend. Um... And so, so it's just great uh, because, uh, including Brett Michaels, there is a total of about ten brain cells in this entire show. Um, uh, why do I say that? Well, starting off, I think this chick—I think she was Dallas. That's her name, Dallas, uh, who is a total bitch. I'll just say that she's a total bitch, uh, and she didn't win either. Um, she. Uh, she was like, I love Brett Michaels. I love his song, uh, Every Thorn Has Its Rose. And I'm like, first of all, let's, let's comprehend what you just said. First of all, it's not the name of the song. It's Every Rose Has Its Thorn. So that there you go. So you, I don't know if you actually listen to him or not. You just like kind of know a song's title and stuff like that. And like I said, you know, we all know anyone who's willing to be on reality television is just there to be famous, because, but they have no talent. That's what reality television is. Um, every thorn has its rose. Let's, let's also think here. Have you seen a rose before? Um, because if you say every thorn has its rose, you're implying that thorns grow roses. But with the poison song, every thorn has every rose has a thorn. Um, what you're saying is that uh, roses are a beautiful thing but they have thorns so they can hurt you. Something beautiful can hurt you. That was the meaning behind the song. I also don't think the song is as deep as we think it is. Um, but you're saying every thorn has its rose is pretty fucking stupid, and you should be ashamed of how fucking stupid you are um, doing that. So that was like an opening interview. I was like, wow. And I haven't even finished the first season. I just started watching a couple episodes. I'm like, I have to talk about this immediately on the podcast because I probably don't have anything else to talk about. Uh, that's another story. Uh... And so, so we, we start off, like, the episode, and so they, was, they start off with, like, 25 women, and so, I don't, I don't know the whole purpose of doing this, minus this one subplot, which we're gonna get into, uh, there was the subplot, so they had 25 women, uh, was it Big Joe, what was the fuck is his, uh, fucking, uh, bouncer slash best friend's name, uh, he just picked out five random women and they're like, sorry, not everyone gets backstage passes. You're out like immediately like Brett. I don't think Brett might did Brett even meet them. I can't even remember if he met them in the first episode. Brett just like saw him. He's like, not her, not her, not her, not her, not her. Like <laughs> looking like that. Um, anyways though, but it leads into the subplot because they were me- eliminated immediately. They didn't even have a chance, which is fucking, which kind of fucking sucks. Like, just to be honest, even I know they're all there to be famous. Like, none of them are there for him. Like, that's just a, that's just a fact. None of them are there to date Brett Michaels. Um, they're all there to try to get famous. Um, but they also have no talent. And we're not really remembering many of them anymore. Like, I had to rewatch this to remember them. Let's keep that in mind. I had to rewatch this to remember them at all. Uh, so, anyways, those, those four of them leave. They're like, all right, cool. Uh, do I get paid for the day or whatever? I don't know. They're probably just actors. Uh, and then this chick named Tiffany uh, tried to sneak her boy back in. Uh, and eventually, I think Big Joe or whatever the fuck his name, Big John. I think his name is Big John. His bouncer, security, best friend. I'm back in. And there's, 
It wasn't confirmed on the show. I'm not going to say this is real. It seems like Tiffany sucked Big John's dick. Okay, I feel like she sucked his dick to get back on the show. Which, you know, yeah. But it's funny because all those women who got eliminated earlier looks like looked like they're over the age of 30. Let's just be, they, they looked like they were over the age of 30. And a lot of these women were young. They had the fakest tits you've ever seen. They're like, oh, she had big boobs. Couldn't stop keeping my off. And Brett Michaels wasn't that much better than them. Like I said, 10, 10, probably less, but 10 brain cells throughout this entire show. Uh, yeah, but Tiffany was able to sneak her way back in. Uh, and then she decided to get sloppy drunk. Uh, and then uh, tried to fight people. Just made an ass of herself. And I've been getting to a weird point where I'm like, I, don't, I just get really sloppy drunk when I like record podcasts or stream. But like, and I'm out with people. I'm like, I'm just going to hold back a little bit. I don't know why I'm being that way. Uh, and stuff like that. So, you know, she got sloppy drunk and she just made a fool of herself. Uh, she got eliminated pretty quickly. They kept her on, I feel like, as much as they possibly could uh, for the show. Just because, but yeah, she got eliminated pretty quickly. Um, but though, but there is something good. So they, they had this mansion with just like a stockpile of booze, like everywhere, stockpile of booze, just fucking everywhere. And these, they were just partying that whole time. Minus when they were having to do fucking challenges and shit like that. Um, and you know, for someone like Brett Michaels, who does, you know, he, he's known as like a partier and stuff like that. I, you know, it is good to gauge what a woman is like when she's super sloppy drunk, you know, and stuff like that. Because, you know, there's multiple different types of drunk. Uh, there's the I love you guys drunk, which is my kind of drunk. That's my favorite kind of drunk. Um, also, slash just won't shut the fuck up drunk. Uh, that's also the kind of drunk I am. Uh, and then they also have, like, the I'm going to fight everyone. Fuck you. They're basically the band trapped. And they'll take on anyone kind of drunk. What? Uh, that's, <laughs> Let's go full throttle. So, yeah, so basically that. So I think that was actually a pretty good gauge because to me, I would see how these women interact with other women, you know, like, if they're kind of hostile around other women, uh, you know, it's like, that's not a good sign because if she drinks, she's going to fucking off me in the middle of the night. Like, there's one chick I'm watching, which I, I know who the win, who wins this season, but I, I don't know the order of how they're getting I'm, like, on episode four or five right now, so uh, I'm just, I just think this is a funny show. That doesn't hold up at all. Um... But it's like, because it, to me, and like you know, it's like I like I like a good like to party, have a good time, and it's easy, you know. And there's kind of like a gauge, you know, of like who you want to be with. Like you know, sober people kind of tend to stick with sober people, uh, and then people who like to party kind of stick with people who like to party, uh, and then people who fight all the time probably have really good sex. Let's just be honest; they probably do. Um, so like that. So you know. That was something I would keep in mind if I was Brett, but I don't think he was. I think he was just staring at fucking tits all day, <laughs> which I don't blame him. It's like half of them are like just all fake. I just I don't I don't know. I'm not a big fan of fake tits. I'm more I'm more like so I don't mind if she had a boob job, but it's more like, hey, my boobs were starting to sag and I fixed the problem. That's like my general idea. But anyways, though, so yeah, it's just a lot. And like I said, not a lot of brain cells, a lot of plastic surgery. Um. Yeah, I did mention, like, yeah, a lot of these girls are pretty hot. Um, but it's like, but a lot of them are like the white trash kind of, you know? Like, I don't know, you know, you play in rock cover bands. You see the kind of chicks that go out there. It's like they're hot. And you'd be like, yeah, it's smash, but you're not like wanting to wife them up, you know? Uh, 
You know, like, you know they have a tramp. Like it's like the girl with the tramp stamp. You know the type of girl. You know, you know what I'm getting at. You know what I'm saying? I like that. God damn it! I hit the wrong button. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just similar shit like that. Um, it's just a lot of fake tits. A lot of these chicks, like there's like one chick right now I'm watching on season one. She's like, yeah, I'm actually engaged. She admitted she was engaged right now, and like I don't know, you're in a competition with other women, like. That's kind of they they'd all tat on you immediately to get you eliminated, uh, girlfriend. Like I don't know why you're admitting that shit right now. Um. Uh yeah, most of them are a problem. There's one girl like Rodeo. She's like, they really do have a connection, but she does seem a little bit older than everyone else, and so it's like an age appropriate woman for Brett Michaels. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm con- I'm excited to continue talking about this. Uh, if you want me to like finish the series, keep talking about it. I'll be more than happy to. Uh, just let me know uh, when I'm going to continue to watch the show because it is a goddamn train wreck, and I am here for it. Uh, the idea that you can meet the love of your life on a game show is crazy as fuck, and I, I can't do that. So here. What you say? Is that it? Okay. I was also watching uh, recently The Girl from Plainville on Hulu. I did mention that forever ago. I was going to watch and talk about it, but uh, I didn't. Well, I, I guess, no, I just recently watched it, but I haven't talked about it yet. So now I guess we're talking about it. Um, so let's just read the Wikipedia article of the entire thing. There we go. That's the other bit. The Girl from Plainville is an American drama miniseries created by Liz Hanna and Patrick McManus. Uh, the series stars Elle Fanning, Chloe Zevigny, and Colton Ryan. Premiered on Hulu on March 29, 2022. A portion of the series showed at South by Southwest on March 12, 2022. The series is a dramatization of the events leading to the death of Conrad Roy and his girlfriend Michelle Carter, conviction for involuntary manslaughter. So... Uh, to also kind of lead off that a little bit. Um, basically, this kind of like tells a story. I'm like, I, I know most of this is fake, but I'm going to like talk about the series as if it's real. So calm your fucking tits. Uh, I feel like a woman, a real woman. <laughs> like Michelle Carter did. Uh, so basically what happened was Conrad Roy was very suicidal. He was a very suicidal kind of, uh, should I say kid? He was like 18-ish, 18, 19 at the time, but, uh, I don't know, he still seemed like a kid to me, but he was very suicidal, he's attempted suicide more than once, and then this girl, I don't even know if they even confirmed that they're a boyfriend and girlfriend, basically, she wanted to, like, help him commit suicide, so he can be at peace and stuff like that, because I guess, she was in the mindset of it was like Romeo and Juliet, how, like, they're star-crossed lovers, and, you know, him killing himself, and then, uh, and then, you know, she kills herself, maybe too, but she, you know, she ever had a plan. Very, very weird shit. Anyways, though, um, one, one thing for sure that did happen in this show was that, uh, he did kill himself in a truck with a generator in the back producing carbon monoxide. Uh, so he, he would die. That was the suicide, stuff like that. A big thing in regards to this thing is that they retrieved text messages between him and Michelle Carter and when he was about to not go through with it, Michelle told him to get back in the truck over text message. And he did eventually get back in the truck and ended up 
offing himself. As, as one would say, I'm going to try to use words that the, every algorithm will be cool with. Um, so like that. But anyways, he did that. Um, he killed himself with carbon monoxide poisoning in the Kmart parking lot. So, and this happened 2014, so it's happened a while ago, um, which is weird, because I was in college in 2014, and it doesn't seem that long ago to me <laughs> when this all happened. So, and I can't imagine Kmart was ever going to come back from that. <laughs> Just like, the like Kmart was already dying pretty pretty well. Like they were closing store after store. Uh, I think there was one near where I went to college at, I think my friend worked at. This had to be the nail in the coffin for Kmart. You're like, this guy killed himself. It's like, okay, close down that store. Like, Kmart's no... We, we can't have Kmart's anymore. That's just a fact. Uh, and so, I I mean, that wasn't that much of the show, but I was just like, that could not have helped Kmart at all. Uh, at all. That's rough, buddy. Um, another thing with the show is, like, so a lot of, like, Michelle Carter and Conrad Roy's relationship was over text messages. It was the majority of it. And I don't, I don't even think they like were met in person very much in regards to relationship. However, this show kind of like made like when they were texting each other, they put them both in like the same space as like when they were talking with each other to make it more real. And you know, I, I get when you're like younger, you know, text messages kind of mean a little more like you're talking to someone, but you also don't really understand someone's like how, you know, you don't understand someone's tone uh, you don't understand that. I think emojis help a little bit with that, but at the same time, you know, I text my friends just memes and shit, you know, and they kind of always get my tone and shit like that. Uh, but, like, you know, you're on the internet, and I'll, I'll comment on some bullshit, and someone will get super funny. I'm like, I guess they didn't get the tone of what I was trying to say there. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Um, and stuff like that. So it was very weird that when they were texting each other, they made it like an in-person interaction. It just seemed really weird to me, and I just feel like, when they made it like an in-person kind of thing, the tone of how how they actually communicated over text was lost. That's a mean thing. I know they a lot of things had to be dramatized from TV. So like I understand that's what they had to do to get things to work like that. But I don't know. I just I just think communicating. There's a difference when you communicate through text versus when you communicate in person, and making their text interactions in person it's a little weird to me. That's just me. Um, I also think, uh, Coco or Conrad, they, they call him Coco, which is just very weird. Uh, like his dad, uh, his parents were divorced and, and somehow he's out custody of his children. Uh, they did show that, and like, you know, a big thing in the trial was that, uh, Conrad and his dad, also Conrad, Coco and Con, Con, I think that's what their name was. They did have like some sort of altercation where they did punch each other and shit like that. Cops had to be called and stuff like that. Like, I can't imagine, you know. He, he, here's my here's my thing. You know, I know some parents are like, oh, I spank my children. They'll, they'll turn out fine. And some of you are those people. And let's let's take a let's, let's take a listen. Uh, like, some of you were spanked, and you're like, I turned out fine. No, you're not. You're listening to me on a podcast right now. You did not turn out fine. You're listening to me talk about fucking TV shows I watched. I'm getting paid to talk about this. You're just fucking sitting there listening to me talk about what I watched on TV over the previous week. Don't say that you turned out fine uh, because this is the life that you're living right now. Anyways, though, yeah, so I don't think hitting your children is a good idea. 
and you know, to be to be honest with you, what's what's the end goal of that happening? Uh, like you, you're training your children. One day they're gonna get bigger than you, and they're not gonna put up with that shit anymore. Because the reason why you can get away with it is because they're smaller than you. Once they're the same size as you, and they're still younger than you, they will whoop your ass. Like that's the thing, though. So, I mean, I'm not saying you should hit your kids, but kids who are getting hit, uh, once you're big enough. Just defend yourself, you know, fight back. And, you know, and I think that's kind of, and they say, it's like Coco did, or, you know, the Conrad that we're talking about, he did punch first, but I can't imagine that was the first time. You know, I can't imagine those Boston fucking guys, those Boston area guys, like, they'll fucking fight anything for no reason. Um, and then there's the question. Here's a good question. Here's a question for everyone uh, checking this out today if you're watching the highlights or whatever. Uh... Did Michelle Carter commit, uh, like, a homicide, or did she commit assisted suicide? Now, I'm going to say, neither of them are cool not to do that. But, like, she was, she went to jail, like, eventually, the court, the spoiler alert, she went to jail for, like, uh, like a homicide, uh, for killing Conor Roy, for convincing him to kill himself. They, they marked it as a homicide. I don't agree with that, and I, I'm not saying I agree with what she did. I'm not saying she did was right. I thought she was not mentally healthy. I don't think she should have been even gone to jail. I think that she's been like, yeah, she needs to put in. A, she needs to be in a psych ward. To be honest with you, that's kind of like my thoughts. You know, uh, they even had like a mental health expert in the show it was on trial. And we're like, ah, Michelle wasn't good. He wasn't good either. It was kind of bad. That they both had communication with each other because nothing was going to end good between them. I'm just saying right now, like, I don't think she should have gone to jail. She should have been put in like a mental institution. That's me. That's that's one part of it. Also, I think, I think it, this should be considered assisted suicide. I do not consider this a homicide because they say that her influence in texting him saying "get back in the truck" was enough for him to do it. Like now, I know, I'm like I know, I'm saying that is wrong, but if we're gonna go with technical definitions, that is assisted suicide. She assisted suicide. It's not like she put a gun to his head. And she was like, either you get back in the truck or I'm going to shoot you myself. If there was a case like that and she was there and stuff like that, I would 100% agree it was a homicide, even though it would still technically be an assisted suicide. But this situation, 100% assisted suicide. Assisted suicide, uh, at least when this trial was going on, I have no clue now, is not illegal. I, I just agree it was an assisted suicide. No, I don't agree with what happened. I, I just think definition-wise, it's an assisted suicide. Love to hear everyone's else's thoughts on that. Leave, please leave a comment um, or let me know. DM me. Let me know. I'm, I'm just interested in your thoughts on that because just with this case, I'm like, this is 100% assisted suicide. It's not good. She has bad mental health. We shouldn't be assuming that this is, uh, this is a girl with a lot of mental health issues uh, that thought she was doing the best thing for someone uh, who was just, you know, two people who are not in their right mind doing that. And it was just bad, you know? That's rough, buddy. Um... But yeah, that's all I really have to say on the actual show and like big thoughts. Now it's time for little thoughts, just nitpicks I have that have no relevance to the show at all. Um, so uh, Michelle had a Jonas Brothers poster in the room, and you know I, I guess she was probably a fan when she was a kid, but she was like a teenager, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Uh, you know when the show was supposed to take place, uh, 2012, 2014, 15, 16, 17, I think was the time frame. The Jonas Brothers broke up. They released a song called Pom Poms. Uh, and I like that song, but then they went back on hiatus, so 
I don't know, the likeliness of Michelle having a Jonas Brothers poster in the room just seems weird from the time frame, assuming she feels like she would grow out of them. Just seems a weird thing. Um, Conrad uh, was playing a video game on a laptop, which isn't the bad part. It was a first-person shooter game on his laptop, and he was using the trackpad. Now, anyone who knows he plays video games mouse and keyboard knows that you can't really play video games on a trackpad. You can, but it's not that good, and uh, usually people buy an external mouse for that. Just seemed weird he was playing a first-person shooter with a trackpad on the laptop. Very weird. I didn't get it. It was just weird to me, but I noticed it, so you don't have to. Uh, the final one I noticed. So, when they were in the trial for Michelle Carter, Elle Fanning played uh, Michelle Carter. Mich- uh, Elle Fanning's great. Uh, very pretty girl. I think I have to mention that for something I was about to say. Uh, but so when they were doing like the trial scenes, Elle Fanning looked just like Michelle Carter. Like he looked side by side, perfect recreation. However, the weird thing is, uh, when you're doing like all these flashbacks for the show, cause they're kind of telling the story of what was going on regarding throughout the entire show. Elle Fanning looked like Elle Fanning. She did not look like Michelle Carter at all. Um, which I kind of think is, was the filmmaker trick making you think that, uh, okay, this is the past. This is the present. I think, uh, 13 reasons why had a kind of a, had like, you know, like I think the kid had like a scar on his face or a cut on his face, let you know, present versus past. But this, I don't know, like, I don't know if it really helped. I, you know, cause a lot of times when you watch biopics and stuff like that, the actors who are playing the actual person, are usually a little bit more attractive than, like, who they're playing, which is, which is you know, that's what actors are. They're getting, they're getting surgery on their face to look good. No shame in that, but it was weird that it was Elle Fanning in the past, but she looked so much like Michelle Carter in, like, the trial scenes. It was so weird. I, I, I know it's a filmmaker trick, probably, but I, I feel like it didn't... I was like... I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really hit right with me. For some reason, anyways, though, I think that's all I have to say on that. Uh, go check it out, it's on Hulu. Get your Hulu with no ads, don't be stingy. I feel like a woman, a real woman, <laughs> like Michelle Carter did. But come on, Mark, don't be stingy. There we go, that's what we need to sound like. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on, then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones. Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's uh, saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. 
What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards, it was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. It's time for Ask Shweezy, the part of the podcast where you ask Shweezy uh, to fix all your problems, which I'm, I'm here for. I'm here to fix every single fucking problem you have because you have a fucking lot of them. Bitch, are you bitch? Bitch, are you math? Because you have a lot of fucking problems. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, so let's get right into it. Let's just start fucking answering questions, and uh, let's just go full throttle. Let's go full throttle. Um, our right, first question we got: What's the best way to hide sex toys from parents? Uh, f- f- That's rough, buddy. Uh, okay, so. Depends on your age, you know. I don't God, it's weird when you get to the age because, like, because I get, I'm helping, I'm staying with my mom right now to help her out. Dad died, which, if you're following the drinking game, you gotta drink. Um, so, I don't have any sex toys right now, but if I did, and there's no shame in sex toys, I feel like the worst thing about sex toys, I would say, we, you know, you get into sex toys, the problem, the real issue with sex toys is that women can only come as like, I gotta have this thing uh, gripping my dick at like 50,000 PSI, uh, gripping my clit at 50,000 PSI, and uh, you gotta slap me and choke me at the same time. It's like, first of all, I'm not very good with my left, I mean, like, I'm not very good with them, so like, my my grip strength with my left hand's not gonna choke you very well, and I can slap you with my right hand pretty well, but at the same time, I don't know if I can do both. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's worse because it's just, it's just an idea to ladies. It's, look, I, I, I know size, size doesn't matter to you and I believe you except for some of you bitches with like big ass fucking vaginas. Like I'm, you know, I'm fine with my dick size. I don't have a hog, but I'm fine with my dick size. Hard, not soft. My, no one's, if a guy's like, I'm really good with my flaccid dick. I mean, he's, he's a narcissist. Uh, but you know, it's like my heart, you know, like, Everyone I've been with there was like, this is fine. And I believe them. Wink. Uh, for the audio listeners, I'm like, I'm on the camera. Um, no, that was, that's just not sub- topic subjects. It's like, ladies, uh, don't expect a man to get you to come if you have this fucking vibrator 9000 that will fucking do shit for you. Uh, we're doing our, some of us are doing our best. Um, anyways, I had to hide it from your parents, though. Um, Here's the thing. Um, like the adult diapers, it depends on your parents. So if your parents are the stingy type. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Uh, and feel the need to search your room constantly. I guess this is for, I guess, teenagers and stuff like that. Um, what you have to do uh, for the teenagers who have parents who have no boundaries. I just, I don't know. Like, I had to look around, like, my mom's room. I was like, you're not snooping around my room. Like, 
look, Mom, I don't think you're that interesting of a person. I, there's nothing I think, like, when I was a kid, I discovered you had condoms. And I was like, oh, Mom and Dad have sex. And I was like, you're still using condoms? Like, Mom, did she even try the pill for Dad? Just let him fucking nutting you raw. Anyways, uh, you know, stuff like that. I, like, I don't, I'm not a big person on snooping, and there's some people who are who will just, like, look around everything because they're just terrible people and you don't respect other people's personal space. And, you know, uh, so and a lot of times parents don't respect, like, their children's personal space. Uh, where to hide things, you know, um, the, the best advice I can give you is you got to hide it somewhere where if your parents are looking in there, you know, like if they don't have an excuse to look in there. So if your parents still do your laundry, this is for the people who are not adults. If your parents are doing your laundry, then if you put it in like your laundry drawer, not a big deal. You know, like it's I mean, like it's like they're going to find it because you hit it there. Um, you know, but you're an adult swimming there and you do your own laundry like your clothes door is fine. Because they're like, oh, I found your fucking dildo in there. I'm like, why were you looking in there in the first place? And then stuff like that. And then they get to fight. And if they say, this is my house, this is my rule. I'm like, okay. Uh, why did you decide to have fucking kids? Because I didn't decide to exist on this planet. And so it, this is your problem for, uh, for making me exist. Daddy. That's not the right one. I identify as a fucking there we threat. Go. So, you know, it's like that. Like, you know, if you, you have parents who are swimming around your room, it's like, it's my house, I can do whatever I want. I'm like, first of all, I'm not the one who decided to have kids. So if you're the one who decided to have kids and uh, I'm at a point where I can't afford to live, I'm your fucking problem because you're the one who decided to fucking have me. Um, so, yeah, like, underage. So I guess um, if, you're, if, you're, if you're an adult and your parents find your sex toys, I'm like, look, you shouldn't be sleeping in my room. And if it, the justification that it's your house then uh, you shouldn't have had fucking kids. Because having kids, like I always mention, is fucking selfish. As a kid, though, I don't know how much excuse you can get. So you got to hide it somewhere where your parent would have no reason to ever look unless they're snooping. And then you have the idea, I'm like, why are you snooping? Stuff like that. You know, that's how, uh, I guess that's my answer for that for you. Hope that works out. I probably went on a rant on some personal shit. Uh, let's move on. Uh, is it weird or wrong to masturbate to an ex? I broke up with my ex three weeks ago. She was my first everything. First girlfriend, first kissed, first blowjob, etc. I think of the times where I ate her out and such such when I get in the mood. She was happy in that I jacked off to her when we were together, but we aren't now we aren't now and I'm not about to ask her. I just feel guilty. Okay. Um this is a good question. I like this question. Um, so I'll answer. Okay, no, I'll say first thing is it says you broke up three weeks ago. In fact, you're masturbating to her. You also spell masturbate wrong, and I used to spell like that too. So don't feel bad. Uh, I'm just bringing it up for no reason because I'm trying to fill time or whatever. I'm just good at talking. That's this is the type of guy I am. And uh, was it feel like a woman, a real woman? You feel like a real woman. Um, no. So I would say. Uh, first of all, I would say the fact that it was three weeks ago is a bit of a problem. Still says you miss her, still says you love her, uh, stuff like that. Um, I don't know the reasoning for your breakup or anything like that. It could be a younger, a younger gentleman or I guess you know, first blowjob. 
More likely you're a guy because you remember the first blowjob. Women are like, I remember the first time I gave a blowjob. Uh, guys aren't like, I remember the first time I ate, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, maybe I'm not qualified to answer that question. Um, but just like I remember my, like I remember my first blowjob. Uh, do I remember the first time I, you know, I ate some Arby's? Uh, that's a good question. Um, it was, it was different for that. But, uh, there is a problem though. Uh, that it was so, wasn't that long ago, and, uh, you know, there's some, there's some toxic, you should probably try not to think about your ex, just, uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, if you break up with someone, just don't be around him for a very long time, uh, I'm just very much like that, because clearly there's an issue, and the issue is to not be around them, that's a good, that's a good thing. Uh, going more into detail, um, let's just go into what I think, like, is it okay, uh, not figuring out there's probably some problems in your personal life that you gotta get through. Uh, is it okay to jerk off to your exes? You know, you know, I think that's okay for the most part. Like, assuming it was a consensual situation, which I hate I have to be like, assuming this was a consensual situation, I'm like, all sex should be consensual. We should all want to have sex all the time. That's, that's a weird statement. I don't know what I'm saying there. You know, I'm just saying, like, you know, if, like, you had a good time during sex, you had a good time, you know, remember that, you know? Sometimes you're just like, man, I want to get off, and you're like, remember that one time that was just fucking awesome? Remember that? Let's keep stroking it. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We'll keep stroking it. So I think that's a good thing, you know? Um, especially when you're single, you're like, let's, let's go back to my glory past. You know, it's like the Vikings, Telling stories about, God damn it! I hit the soundboard. Uh, like Vikings telling stories of their glory days, and I think, you know, I think I think it's similar to that. You know, it's like, man, that was awesome that one time. And you're like, let's relive that a couple times. You know, in my head, even though I'm never gonna get back to that situation with that specific person. You know, it'd be like that sometimes, but it do, it do. Let's take a let's 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 feel good all the time, folks. Okay. Is it okay to follow my friends on OF? My is for the boomers out there. That's OF is short for OnlyFans. I have a couple of people I know not well, but went to high school together, and we still interact on Facebook somewhat. I'm engaged, 30 female anyways. I really appreciate and support sex work. It's intriguing, and I'm always looking for ideas for my own sexual endeavors. Would it be weird to follow them? Their content previews look so well done, and I'm genuinely interested. I'm not looking to get off to them or anything. Okay. Oh, I think the big thing is that you're engaged, and you're a woman. Or female, as someone would say. Um, here's the thing, though. Um, what? Uh, I was like, I don't know. Sometimes I hit the what button just to make sure the soundboard's still working. Uh, I, I think, though... This is public content, so like they're they're clearly showing previews on some site like Facebook or Instagram or uh, <coughs> all right, nothing like taking one sip of beer to be like I'm gonna burp the entire time. Uh, anyways, so here you know the only thing. See, here's the thing: they're your friends, obviously. You know, you always want to support your friends. And at the same time, you're also kind of curious, you know? Because, like, it's like you're fun. Like, 
and like they're actually doing a good. I th- sounds like they're doing a pretty good job with their OnlyFans because a lot of people are like, join my OnlyFans, and then they they you've never seen like a preview of anything and what they consider a preview quotation preview uh, is just like fucking shit they normal models post on Instagram. So you know you see sex and shit like that. Uh, and I also want to notify that just because she has OnlyFans does not mean she's a sex worker. Sex workers have to have sex. That's what makes them a sex worker. If you're just posing, like, not even nude or just nude, you're a model. Let's let's just get that straight. That's something I always want to get straight is that if any, just because uh, you have an OnlyFans, it's not making you a sex worker. You could be a model who has an OnlyFans. Show your tits. It's okay. You can be either. It's okay. I'm always down to see your tits. You know what? I'm always down to see it. Um, anyways, thinking about your friend. Here's the thing with your friends, though. It's kind of, it, it is kind of awkward. And I, and I feel like anyone who has a OnlyFans typically try to figure out how to do it anonymously. You know, they have a, you know, everyone, everyone should just have like a, an email account that's not real. And that should never be shared with anyone. It's just for you personally. And something that, you know, only you get to see. And no one else can see. And that's like the email you use for your porn hubs, your OnlyFans. Don't use your actual fucking email. Like my my email is like my my Christian first and last name at gmail.com. Like that's that's mine. And so like I would never share that. I would never use that email on an OnlyFans. I have like a fake email that I keep private that I use for my like if I would use for OnlyFans. And so uh yeah, so I feel like yeah, go ahead and follow them out of curiosity. The thing is, it's a month-by-month subscription service, so if their content sucks, which I've kind of noticed with a lot of women on OnlyFans, like, a lot of their content kind of sucks ass, uh, and not in the literal sense, and they should be unfollowed, and stuff like that. It's, you know, look at how much Disney Plus costs, and then compare what content you're going to make with Avengers Endgame, and stuff like that. That's what I will say to anyone uh, with their OnlyFans uh, fucking licensing and price point and shit like that. Is it wrong to be proud of being white? Not in, like, a white power way, but proud of the culture. Uh, if that's English, German, Scandinavian, etc. Like, people will say, I'm proud of, I'm black, or I'm proud, I'm Asian, but I never hear anyone say, oh, I'm proud to be white. Um, okay, so... Here's the thing you gotta do. Um, uh, Feel like a woman, a real woman, uh, out there. So here's why it's it's bad to say like I'm proud to be white versus like I'm proud to be black. Uh, I've never heard anyone say I'm proud to be Asian. It's always like I'm proud to be Japanese. I'm proud to be of like these specific Asian countries. But I know there are people who say I am very proud to be black, and I know white people are like, why can't I be proud to be white? So, here's the thing that's the problem when you say, I'm proud to be white. When you think about black culture, and especially in the United States, uh, we basically took slaves, we kidnapped them, brought them overseas, and, like, forced them to be slaves for us. So, and we didn't really keep records of each individual slave, of what part of Africa we took them from, and, like, where they're from, their genealogy, and stuff like that. So... Uh, people who would be black in the United States don't necessarily get 
that comfort of like knowing their genealogy, knowing their family line, et cetera, et cetera, from a certain point, from a certain point, at least from like when they went to America or uh, stuff like that. Like what they would have to do to figure out what tribe in Africa or where in Africa they came from is to basically take a 23 and me. And at the same point, you know, if multiple different countries of white people, you know, built a legacy down, like it's not going to be super specific in regards to that. So why you see a black person in the United States being like, I'm proud to be black, being black is a good thing, stuff like that, is because white people, not my ancestors, which I'm very proud to know that my ancestors didn't do that shit, uh, but white people in the United States and even a lot of times, even before the United States was even founded as a country, were stolen from their land, kidnapped from where they were, uh, thrown into the United States, America, even the other North American countries and stuff like that, even Europe and stuff like that. And basically, uh, their lineage and what country they came from and anything like that was just completely taken away from them. And so they don't have that. So when a black person says they're proud to be black, you know, there, there is, it's okay for them to say that because, you know, basically their culture started in the United States and stuff like that. At least that's why I know where I came, where I'm from. I'm from the United States. And, you know, their genealogy has to start from here, from being a slave, from fighting in the civil rights movement to right now. Uh, the problem with white people, I, I don't, I'm not going to speak on the Asians. I'm, I just, I don't know enough. I'm not historically, I don't know. There, there are some problems. I just don't know the history. I'm not saying anything on that just for that point. With white people though, is a lot of times our ancestors specifically moved here, had the choice to move here and we can follow our like family line to know where we came from. Like I know I had a grandpa from forever ago. German was probably Jewish. Decided two two brothers. They were Jewish. They're probably like moved to America. They're like we're not going to be Jewish anymore. And then moved here. One moved to Lawrence, Kansas. One moved to Southern Missouri. Things moved from there. You know, I know that part. My mom's side. I think one part's Irish. Another part's a little German too. And also my dad's mom was Native American at some point, so it's like, it's confusing line, so I have that, so I can never be like, I have white pride, and that's the, that's the idea of it, you can't say like, I have white pride, because we can trace back our family genealogy, so there's an idea of saying like, I have German pride, I have UK pride, I have Irish pride, uh, you know, and stuff like that, you can say that shit, that's fine, but the idea of saying white pride is kind of just a, just a demeanor to uh, black people who say, like, oh, I don't have, you stole my culture. I probably, like, well, white people culture, and when you say white, it's like white people in America who oppress black people, not an actual country where they came from. Because black people don't have that opportunity to know what country they came from. White people do. And when you say white pride, it's just racist in general. When black people say I have black pride, it's just, I'm, you know, proud to be have this skin color when I was taken from Africa, my family members were taken from Africa and America. That's just, that's history, which I probably messed up, but, uh, fuck you and fuck your family. So <laughs> at least just the white ones. No, that's what we're doing. Am I a bad person if I don't like to do charity? I prefer wasting money instead of doing charity. For example, I prefer buying a video game. I will rarely play over donating the money to charity. Charity is a personal choice, but I feel like this is selfish of me. I'm open to all kinds of discussions. Thank you. 
Um, so yeah, no, I, you know, I know, I have friends, former friends who work for what you would technically call a charity. And so I, I kind of, you know, and I've kind of seen how their charities run. And honestly, it's like, hey, donate money to our charity. And it's basically just letting people live a luxurious lifestyle. It's like, I see people like, you know, I'm making a lot of money doing this right now. It's really good. And I feel good because it's a charity. But, and then you look at the charity, I'm like, you're not helping goddamn fucking anyone with your charity non-profit and shit like that. That's why I've always been kind of like vacant to be like, everything I'm going to do today is going to be donated to this charity. And, you know, it's just like their charities aren't helping anyone. And then it makes you, it makes you wonder, you know, because there's some people like who very well enough make well above their means. And they're like, you know, I have this money. I want to use this money to make the world a better place. And then you're like, I'm going to donate to this charity. But what you don't realize is this charity or nonprofit, as you would call it, they basically, the money goes to them. It basically goes to pay their staff members. And it doesn't do any goddamn fucking thing. That They're like, we're going to make a video of why this sucks. And they're like, uh, you didn't need to make the video. You could have just given that money you made to make the video to help out these people. And you're like, you know, you mean, I've... You know, I was in the Christian thing, and, you know, you meet people who are, you know, they're trying to do better. A lot of people are making, trying to make the world a better place, and they're using Jesus, too, which is kind of awful. I know anything I've, any charity I know that does anything to help sex trafficking does a really good job, because they're like, hey, do you want to know the location of where the, our shelter is? We're not going to tell you, because if a woman's sex trafficked, uh, we don't want the, their fucking pimp or owner to fucking find out where they are. Like, that's the thing. And uh, you mean like, you want to help finish the homeless? Well, the way we're helping the homeless is making sure we have big-ass houses. And uh, fuck, re- fuck the homeless and shit like that. So, you know, uh, should you feel bad about not helping the homeless? I'm at a part where it's like, I don't really donate to charities anymore. Like, if I was giving my money to someone, I'd be like, be like someone's like, man, I need money. And I was like, do you need money for food? And you're like, yeah, let's go get food. And or something like that. So I talked to them. I'm like, I'm gonna I need some booze. I'm like, you know what? I need some booze too. And I was like, I'll just give them the money for some booze. Fuck that. Fuck that shit. Fuck yeah, you know. Fuck nonprofits. Nonprofits don't do shit anymore. I'm like, I know people, uh, people I know who are just who are not doing good things and are just fucking taking advantage of nonprofits and just making a good living and living a very comfortable life where they're the way they make money is to uh, manipulate people. It's all like churches. I just, you know, shit I'm annoyed with. And that's how I'm going to end that. So. Fuck, I need a fucking beer. <laughs> Leland, come on. <laughs> so all the burps. This is where I knew how to get all the burps out. Questions about antidepressants. I'm on antidepressants. I can help you out with that. Hello, I've been trying to see a psychiatrist for a few years now, and a couple days ago, I finally got the courage to do it. We ran some tests, and it appears that I have moderate anxiety in GAD 7 tests and mild depression 7. So doctors offered me antidepressants, either Lexapro or Zoloft, and explained some of the questions that I had about that. I took a week to think about it. 
a little bit of a background. I've never seen any doctor about mental health. I was born and lived in a country where mental health didn't matter at all and was something shameful. Until recently, so naturally, I'm kind of scared of that type of treatment. I don't know anyone in real life who can tell me about the experience with antidepressants, but I want to know some first-hand stories from someone. Now, I understand that everyone is different, and there's no two people with the same experience, but what I can... But I want to, God damn it! But I want to want to know is some general information about how it feels taking antidepressants, how it works in your head. Do you have to take them until the rest of your life? Can you have any withdrawal symptoms if you stop taking them? My doctor gave me website address for National Institute of Mental Health, but again, I'd like to hear from someone with the experience. Okay. So I'm going to keep in mind uh, answering this that you are from a country that doesn't really do it. I'm the United States, and we're kind of getting to a point where, like, everyone's getting on, uh, you know, antidepressants and stuff like that. I've been on antidepressants for, started in 2015, because I was having, basically, I have pretty, pretty bad anxiety. And so, uh, basically, basically what I'll say is that I was having severe panic attacks, and, uh, you know, taking, you know, I'm not saying taking antidepressants and though I'm on a pretty heavy dose of it, uh, has generally helped with panic attacks for the most part and, uh, generally has been a benefit to my life, even though, uh, there are things I wish I can get better, but I think at this point it's like changes I need to make to my life and stuff like that. And so I just want to help you out with that. And I really like that. Okay. So anyways, though, um, Basically, yeah, I already mentioned yeah, I'm on heavy anxiety medication. Uh, I think Effexor is the is the name of it, and I take a beta blocker like Pisoprolol. Uh, they really help me a lot, and it makes me really helps me like just function in everyday life normally. It actually, started to help me concentrate, and I can actually concentrate on things because before I was never able to concentrate on things, and now I can just uh, do something very well done because I had to always work hard for it. And now working the same level is so different. Um, I'll say it's not shameful taking antidepressants, even though not everyone around you is taking them. Uh, I mean, I take them and I'm at a point where it's like, if anyone's like, do you want an antidepressant? I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit that I'm on them. Um, I'm, I'm living a better life. So I'll talk to you about my experience of just taking the pill, uh, and not necessarily anymore on like, how has it helped? Because I will definitely say it has made my life tons better than it was before I took antidepressants. So I just want to say that. Uh, I just want to give you a little bit of the side effects of what I kind of have to deal with and stuff like that. Uh, one of them is that I am warmer than most other people. Like, I'll walk into a room, and I'm like, oh, this feels good, and then other people will be like, it's freezing in here, and it just uh, it fucking sucks. Um, when you start your antidepressants, what I will say is um, it's not like I know, what was, what was it, like, uh, we get an infection of some kind, I'm not getting for it, or painkillers or whatever. They seem to work pretty quickly after you take them. Antidepressants are not like that. They take a while to kick in, like a couple weeks to take kick in. And for me at first, when I've upped my dosage and when I started, uh, they were pretty strong. My, like, just kind of, like, general... It wasn't as, I don't know how to say it's like not my vision, but like my general, general like view was kind of fuzzy. And then eventually it tamed down and normaled out because my body started getting used to it. And then, you know, necessarily 
Uh, things were pretty good. I got used to it and see what I needed to do. I've been on the same dose, I want to say, since... I want to say 2018, because it took from 2015 to 2018 to actually figure out what was a good dose for me. Um, I think, was it 2015 I started? I think by 2016, I doubled that, and then I went up another dose. Uh, at least 2017, 2018 uh, is when that happened for that, so... That, like I said, I'm on Effexor and Bisoprolol. That's a beta blocker. Not an antidepressant, but it helps with anxiety. Um, stuff like that. Um, so that, that'll happen. So not necessarily. Most of the time when you get on an antidepressant, first dose is going to be like, the it's going to be the medicine, but a weaker dose of what you're used to. So you're not going to necessarily, uh, you're going to be like, you know, it's kind of working, but I kind of just wish it was a little stronger. And they're like, Good news for you, we can give you a stronger dose of what you're already taking, and stuff like that. Um, not really necessarily thinking of anything else, it's just kind of uh, more of that. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me, because I'll always be able to, I'm always down to help people without that. You know, antidepressants, it's not like, it's not going to cure you, but it's going to make your life a lot better, because your mind's not making enough serotonin you live but this is going to help you a little bit but you're also going to have a couple side effects and shit like that so uh you know you win you lose but i don't know i take antidepressants i'm not ashamed to say that and uh, it's made my life a lot better so don't be stingy come on mark don't be stingy all right our final question of the evening why do people like going to concerts don't get me wrong i like seeing my favorite bands live i see a ton of people who get who go see bands or artists that they don't even care about. Just go to a concert. I just don't get it. So, you know, I I'm, I definitely love going to concerts. I'll see my f- friends who are in bands go play concerts. I, I don't even mind seeing bands. I don't really like to play music and stuff like that. But I always love going to see bands. I actually do like go play music. Uh, what I will say for you, though, is like you like seeing the bands you like, but you're like, why would people go see a band they don't even like? They're... You know, obviously answers. I don't know if you feel the same way about music as most people do, and I'm not trying to shame you about that. But there's there's been, if we look at our biology and how we've lived through times, music has always been a constant in that. In live, there's a difference between live music and recorded music because recorded music's only been around since like the late 1800s, early 1900s. That's when recorded music started coming around. Uh, and so there's always something about live music that people have always, uh, recognized and generated with and always wanted to, you know, be around being experienced with and stuff like that. So there's something primal about live music that we all like, uh, in a way, uh, which I don't know how to explain. I don't really know. I took a music of the world's cultures class in college and it was like how all these cultures like music and how. Chinese cultures did one thing, how African cultures did another thing in music. But it was always something in regards to live music and how we did live music and how it was experienced for everyone uh, around, whether it was outside, inside, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's the real thing with uh, music where there's a psychological thing with music where we all can connect to it in some form or way. Uh, regardless of what it is, even if it's not that good, even if it's pretty good, even if it's the best fucking shit you've ever heard in your life. And, uh, just like that. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. 
We're ending this episode of Cancel Shweezy today. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cancel Shweezy. I'm glad you're here. Glad you decided to make it. Glad you decided to join us in everything we do. Go check us out uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, on, and especially me on social media, at the Shweezy, anywhere you do social media. Just Shweezy. Just take the cancel out of the title. And you can find me wherever you stream your music, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Connect your... Uh, Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account and hit the follow button, which is typically uh, something you have to pay for, but not with your Amazon Prime account. Uh, your Patreon account for anyone who wants to financially support us and for anyone who wants to support us in the free shit, like uh, going on YouTube, for especially for the audio listeners, go on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment, like, share our highlights with all your friends and family. That way you don't have to share just... Uh, random timestamps from our audio-only platform, and uh, make sure you leave us a review and give us a five, four, three, two, or one star rating. So what? Um, honk if you love butt drugs, and stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. You just finished a full episode of Cancel Shweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs, and uh, yeah, stay awesome. <laughs>